0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie Epp and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, September 7th, 2020. Today we're reading from the big book, Bill's story, page 4, the first paragraph. Abruptly in October 1929, reading just the one paragraph. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Naomi B. For the 12 traditions, Mora Z., and reading the text are Barbara P. and Lisa J.R. The reference number for Sunday, September 6, 2020, is 15,295. That's 15295. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members,
2: Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, um, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. 1. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. 4. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God to ourselves and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. six entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven humbly ask Him to remove our shortcomings. eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we are wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and happy Labor Day. Bye.
0: Thank you, Naomi. OK. I will now ask Naomi Naomi, uh, Mora Z, to read the Twelve Traditions.:
3: Thank you, Katie. Mora Z. Recovering in Virginia: 12 traditions. One: our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two: For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority: a loving God as He may express himself and our group conscience. television and other public media of communication 12 anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities thank you for letting me do service
0: thank you maura how our meeting works our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of alcoholics anonymous we read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Angleness of Purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today, we resume our study on the big book. We're in Bill's story on page four, um, reading just one paragraph, the first paragraph, abruptly in October 1929. And I will ask Barbara P. to begin reading.
4: Good morning, friends. This is Barbara P., recovered compulsive overeater in the Atlanta area. Abruptly in October 1929, hell broke loose on the New York Stock Exchange. After one of those days of inferno, I wobbled from a hotel bar to, the, to a brokerage office. It was 8 o'clock, five hours after the market closed. The ticker still clattered. I was staring at an inch of tape which bore the inscription XYZ 32. It had been 52 that morning. I was finished and so were many friends. The papers reported men jumping to death from the towers of high finance. That disgusted me. I would not jump. I went back to the bar. My friends had dropped several millions since 10 o'clock. So what? Tomorrow was another day. As I drank, the old fierce determination to win came back. Well, so much in this paragraph, but I I think what I really want to focus in on this morning, Bill's describing this awful day at work, just horrible, horrible day. And, you know, the statement, I was finished, and so were many friends. And he depended, you know, people depended on his opinion. He depended on his reputation. This is a bad, bad day. Um, and people are literally jumping from to their death over it. Uh, you know, people were finished. But Bill, no, Bill wobbles from the bar, looks at things, and says, "Yeah, it disgusted me. I wouldn't jump. I went back to the bar." And I so relate to that. How many times I used food to bolster my strength? To, but I thought, this is what I, I really believed that food gave me the energy the determination, the motivation, that somehow it bolstered what I needed. It gave me strength. I really believed that. That was, I couldn't tell the truth from the false. You know, he, he it just gives him the strength to go, tomorrow's another day. As I drank, the old fierce determination to win came back. It did that for me so many times. And what I thought about this morning too, as I thought about this reading is it also in some way gave me confidence. It feels sort of twisted that it did. But, you know, I knew, I mean, man, I was an Olympic gold eater. I knew if I started out on a bag of something, I was going to be able to eat all the way to the bottom. You know, a lot of times I was lying to myself saying I wouldn't do that. But the reality was I knew I was good at eating. I really always thought I should join one of those contests that I probably could out eat even some of those big guys. But, um, but the reality was I thought it bolstered my strength. I used it and Bill's totally doing that. He says, I'll be all right. I'm just going to go back to the barn. And and as he drank, as I ate, the fierce determination to win came back. And I did, this is a clear way he's using food. I relate a hundred percent and, uh, so much more in the paragraph but I, this really jumps out to me I don't believe food would give me any bit of strength today and I don't use it that way um, and I'm so grateful so grateful to have heard that message on vision so with that I pass thanks Katie
0: thanks for getting us started Barbara and so we're on the first paragraph on page four abruptly in October 1929 just commenting on that one paragraph. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day. So if you shared on Thursday or Friday of last week, please hold back in order that others might share their experience. Who would like to share?
5: Shanna
6: C. Maria
0: F. Shanna C. Maria F. Leia
6: F. Johanna N. Yeah. Cheryl A. Okay. Oh, okay. just,
0: one, just one second, please. I'm sorry, I'm not writing as fast as Y'all are talking this morning. Um, okay, I have Shanna ask Maria. P. Um, I'm sorry, it was a gentleman's name. I think the name is it Joe from Sweden. Jo- Cheryl jo- A.
6: Johan. Okay.
0: M. Johan M.
7: Barbara. Okay. P. Cheryl
0: A. Okay, I got you, Barbara. But there were others I missed. Leah okay. S. Oh, Leah S. Yes, okay. Who else did I miss? Teresa P. Okay, well, let's just stop there, and I apologize if you were in this first lineup. I'm going to read it. In Okay, Shanna S., Maria P., I think it is, Johan M., Cheryl A., Barbara E., Leah S., and Teresa P. <coughs> was there anyone else I missed? Okay, go ahead, please. I think it was Shanna S.
5: Uh, good morning thank you so much Uh, this is Shanna C. grateful recovered compulsive eater uh, but you know because of the grace of God it's a miracle for my life Um, yeah very very much identify with this uh, what he's describing himself as as someone who who can control and enjoy his life control and enjoy drinking and is seeking a solution through um, the determination to win Um, and uh i I gotta tell you um I identify so much with being disgusted with so many different things that have happened, you know being disgusted with myself, disgusted with um people and situations that you know and and other people and how they handle different things um but me, I'm different, you know, um thinking I have some sort of power to make things better when the truth is my powerlessness, I couldn't see my powerlessness because like for me, um my fierce determination either I was I was either you know, to win came back and that came in the form of, you know, I'm gonna eat as much as I want and then I'm gonna and tomorrow is another day and I'm gonna prove that I can control it. Um and I'm gonna start this next big diet and I'm gonna prove um that that I have control when I don't. Um utter powerlessness and that was the only solution I knew. Um, I'm going to prove to the world that I, you know, I can control and enjoy my eating, and that I was not as bad as these people who have disgusted me and how they handle their situations. Um, <clears throat> and so, and what I what I have to say today is that through this program and through these steps and through complete surrender of the fact that I do have this thing that I am a compulsive eater and I'm powerless over it, um, was able. To gain enough humility to to go through the rest of the steps, and um, and and recover from this thing, and today the persp- perspective is is you know what I may make some mistakes, but I get to make mistakes today uh, through the you know and and learn from them through God's grace, and I, and this program is a way of living that really works in rough going. I've had some of the hardest days in my life uh, while being in program, but yet still able to remain abstinent. I um, mean, that is God doing for me what I absolutely could not do for myself um at all um without this program, without strong sponsorship in these steps and and seeing that this way of life really works um and I get to continue to grow and my experience can actually help others, and for that, I'm eternally grateful um for every single day um every single day that I remain absent is a miracle um Thank you god and thank you all that's all i got thank you so
8: much shannon c okay maria i think it's p but i'm not positive from the uk good morning katie it's maria f is in frank and i'm from okay. um i'm a recovery compulsive overeater from dublin in ireland um, and thank oh, so you yeah thank you and what i hear you know when when we read bill's story i hear the progression of the illness and Yeah, in this paragraph, Bill's world has taken a real snow dive here. You know, he he goes from carooming around exclusive golf course to being what he describes here, as he says, you know, and being finished. He says, I was finished and so are many of my friends. And a lot of his friends had bought stock on Bill's recommendation. And so his reputation is on the line, you know, and in the previous paragraph, we hear where Bill's drinking has now progressed to every day and every night. And the unmanageability of his, his external world it, it, it's matching his drinking and i can absolutely um identify with that um and what really spoke to me with the sentence here where it says after one of those days of inferno i wobbled from a hotel bar to a brokerage office and when i think of an inferno i picture you know a fire a fire that's dangerously out of control Um, it's wild it's out of control and that's what bill's life looked like It was dangerously out of control. That's what my life looked like Um, and and so relating to Bill and that, you know, my life was dangerously out of control and absolutely unmanageable. And I was constantly trying to put out the fire um, and trying to dampen down the destruction of my eating and and always trying to find a new method, you know, a new way to control and enjoy the food. Uh, But the truth of the illness and how it manifested within me was that was because of the physical allergy, When I was enjoying it, I couldn't control it. And because the mental twist when I was controlling it, I couldn't enjoy it because I suffer from what Dr. Silkworth describes, you know, that twofold illness that only a spiritual solution will solve. And another sentence I'm going to jump in on is the sentence that related to high finance. You know, it says like, uh, yeah, and and like Bill, you know, that high finance had become my higher power. And yeah, it was my higher power, you know, the materialistic world was my higher power. And it was when I get the right house, the right job, the right partner, then I'll stop eating. You know, when I find the right thing, the thing that's going to fix me um, and always chasing that thing that was going to fix me. Um, And the truth is that things were never going to fix me because my main problem centers in my mind. You know, I have a disease of the mind and um, and often a solution to my problem in no way. You know, I was told that if I followed the suggestions outlined in the big book that I, I could recover because I just thought it was for everybody else in the room, that it wouldn't apply to me. And that was my ego, you know, and just not trusting, not trusting God. And, and by the grace of God, I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a recent OA birthday and, um, and and nine years recovered a day at a time. And, and you know, for a girl like me, I could not get nine days, hours or minutes out of the food. So um, I am just so grateful and will be eternally grateful to, to OA. And, and the steps and sponsorship and everything that's offered to me um, in these rooms. So thanks so much. Thank you, Katie. Thank you,
0: Maria. Okay, Johan M, it's your turn. <coughs> Excuse me. Followed by Cheryl A.
6: Hi, my name is Johan M, like a Nicolas, and uh, I'm calling in from Sweden. Thank you so much for service and thanks for the shares so far and for the coming shares and uh yeah i love this paragraph uh i can relate a lot to it and uh what struck me today is the sentence i was finished and so were many friends and as i drank the old fierce determination to win came back and uh i uh, i was finished i (laughs) i um I got into hospital with uh, multi uh, inner organ failure and uh, I was in the hospital for for nine months and uh, for four of these months uh, I did not eat anything. I was put on on food intravenous and uh, during these four months without food I also lost all my excess weight. Uh, I was finished uh, when I was in the hospital. But when I came out from the hospital nine months later with uh, a body that I haven't had since I was a teenager, I had this determination to to win and to win over the disease because now I had what I always wanted. I was thin at last, and uh, and so I should be happy. uh, So I thought, and uh, now I got even crazier. Than, than before. Because trying to stay at this weight and trying to control this disease just made me uh, more insane than ever. Uh, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And uh, the, the sickness really progressed in me. <clears throat> uh, and then I was at, at, at the point where I needed to be. I came to a way uh, I, was, uh, I was smashed when I came to OA and uh, and I, did, I didn't come for vanity. I came for sanity straight away to OA. I came for sanity because I was insane and I couldn't live like this. Uh, and I came to OA and I started working the steps, but uh, uh, I wasn't honest with my food plan. I wasn't honest. I wasn't living honestly in, in the program at first. And uh, so I went out uh, and when I came back, uh, I had seen the disease the, the again and uh, what it does and uh, how insane I, I, I really, really was. So I got a sponsor. I started listening to these meetings. Uh, I got a new sponsor and I started working the steps really, really fast. And I got a spiritual experience where the obsession just left me overnight uh which was a complete miracle i i i thought that's well, time please uh so i'm i'm eternally grateful for OA and uh and for the steps and sponsorship and for these meetings and without a pause. thank you
0: thank you so much okay cheryl a it's your turn followed by
9: barbara e cheryl star one to unmute
10: Can you hear me now, Katie? Yes, I can. Okay, thanks. I was talking to myself. Um, good morning. Thanks for your service, Katie. This is Cheryl A., recovered compulsive overeater in Brookline, Massachusetts. And um, there's there's two things that come to me when I when I read this. The first is that I remember that in a that here at the end of this paragraph, you talks about as I drank the old fierce determination. Came back, and in a couple pages, uh we're gonna we're gonna learn that 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 fierce determination in him is absolutely gone, and he is ready to end it all, or at least he questions should I? And the I know one of the things I'm supposed to do is to understand the progression that this disease can take. So from here, the whole world is falling apart around him, and he's like, oh, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, jumping from the towers of high finance I got this I got this and then later on it's just he's got nothing and that is the way that this disease has progressed in my own life um that was my experience in uh the 32 through 2 years um slightly um well no just exactly half of them were spent uh, fighting this disease and doing it my way and having one fit in this program and one fit out of this program, and um, way actually more than half of it. Um, and I've I've been recovered since 2014. I got into this program um, in 1988, and it doesn't get better on its own. It gets worse. So that's the first thing I'm supposed to remember. And then the other thing I think about is, wow, you know what this could say? It could say abruptly in March of 2020, all hell broke loose in the United States of America and around the world. And I could just completely replace the circumstance with what's going on with the pandemic that we're all experiencing today. And um, and there have been people who've, quote, unquote, jumped there have um I'm aware of a couple of them myself who've become so utterly and deeply depressed, and I know that life circumstance can't determine what I pick up and what I don't and what I do and what I don't and it's a good message uh my abruptly on this past Friday, um one of my children woke up with a hundred and one. And then I woke up and got sick. And then another, someone else, my three of the four of us in my family are sick. And getting sick these days is no small thing. And everybody was tested. And we're waiting for our results back today. And I don't think it's COVID. But it's a scary time. And so do I change what I do because of circumstance? I have another injury. My husband's got injuries. It's just like dominoes falling on different things. And none of them are so, so big. They're just not. Um but life circumstances used to throw me one way or the other. The winds of the of, of, of um, the day would just blow me down, and then that would be a reason to pick up something. And today I have to stay in the middle of my herd. Today I remember what I Thank you, Katie, by talking to all of you. And I don't change what I do because of good, because of bad. Thanks so much for listening, and with that I pass. Thank you, Cheryl. Okay, Barbara E., you're up, followed by Leah
7: S. Thank you so much. What wonderful shares. They really touched me. What jumped out at me was Bill's callous contempt for the men who jumped to their death when the stock market crashed. They disgusted him. He just wobbled back to the bar. A few more drinks would fix that, and he'd think about it tomorrow. A few more trips to Dunkin' Donuts and Burger King, and I'd start my new diet tomorrow. I was basically as callous as Bill and just as drunk on my drug of choice. I was an absentee mother, daughter, and wife because I spent so much time isolating in my bar, my bedroom, unaware that my family was hurting. I was so into my volume nonstop eating that I skipped my son's games and claimed I felt too ill to attend concerts and family events. I gave minimal attention to my elderly mother. I failed to notice that when my kids were home, they were planted in front of the TV with snacks spread around them. They modeled their behavior from what they saw me doing. I frankly didn't listen too closely when my husband wanted to talk to me about his concerns about his job and our mounting household expenses, but he knew not to talk to mention my expanding body, my irritability, and why the food that we bought for all of us magically disappeared. My family never knew whether they would meet Dr. Jekyll or Mrs. Hyde when they came home from work each day. My life was an endless speeding roller coaster ride, and my family unhappily had to take it with me. I was callous when my husband despaired when he lost a contract It counted on getting. And so what if my mother needed some attention from her only child? I was too busy eating. I got all the attention I needed from my lover. My bags, gallons, boxes, even though they led to nothing but pain. Tomorrow I turn over a new leaf, leaf, I swore and stop gorging on food. I'd be a better wife and mother and daughter. I was determined to stop this overwhelming need to kill myself with food. All it took was determination. What a fool I was to think I was powerless enough to handle my compulsion on my own. I'd try another program, another scheme, a new pill. All I needed was the perfect diet. My mind was adulpated. But I tried. I took the geographic tour by way of the bakery with a quick detour to Weight Watchers, then Burger King, and off to Diet Center, the Candy Isle, and then Optifast pills and psychologists. Nothing lasted for long except my eating. And whether eating or dieting, Time, I was no fun to live with. I didn't know I needed higher power. Thank you. I pass. Thank
11: you, Barbara. Okay, Leah S, you're up. Followed by Teresa P. Then we'll open it up again. Thank you very much, Katie. Good morning, my dear friends. Oh, how dark is the real dark? The real dark before the dawn. Why is this this desperation a a blessing in disguise? Because how many times am I going to stuff my face? How many times, because of this and because of that and 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 because of the pandemic, uh, and because of because, because, because. And um, Bill is describing in so much detail. All the uh, all the downs that he has gone through, up and down, up and down, up and down. I went on diet, yo-yoing, up and down, up and down, up and down. And the truth of the matter is, when I was eating right, I felt so bad that I promised myself, oh my God, I'm never going to go off this diet, quote unquote diet, you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, how many times am I going to just let circumstances determine um, my life? Um, having a higher power in it to, to give me the ideas, to actually direct me. What is it that I have to do today? And what is it that I, I would like to do? And what is, your, what is your will for me to actually carry out? And um, it's it's not understood until you don't go through those steps because uh, it's impossible. What makes you believe me, and what makes me believe Bill? It's only because I put myself into it. I actually applied myself to those steps. I actually did it, and I'm here to say it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yesterday, I had an uh, incident where I had to catch a a bus within three minutes, and I had a whole bunch to go to get that bus. And as I was going to get that bus, I met someone that I hadn't seen in a long time. And and this woman says, hey, Leia. And I go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? And I tell her, I got a bus but I want to talk to you, and I'm running. And she goes, yes, I'm going to call you, and I made that bus. It was like an unbelievable thing. But you know what? Thank you, God. Circumstances around us, whatever they are, whatever, and wherever we are, if, if we come into trying to apply these steps and trying to get them into our own life, my goodness, every day by day, you're going to see unbelievable miracles. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah. Okay, now we have Teresa P.
0: And then we'll open it up for more shares from page four, the first paragraph. Go ahead, Teresa.
12: Hi. My name is Teresa P. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. A grateful um, recovered compulsive overeater and uh Never, you know, 30 years ago, I never would have thought I'd be grateful for compulsive overeating. I, I hated it. Uh, well, I hated me. I was, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stop? And I didn't know I had a disease. And I'm grateful that I know that now. And I certainly had this huge determination to win. story of my life. I remember as a child, you know, I just like uh, life was scary and confusing. Um, and I didn't know what to do and and I started learning to go, okay, nobody's taking care of me the way I want, so I'm gonna have to take care of me and I'm gonna try really hard and focus in on things and uh became school. And uh you know, I determined Focused in on that so really hard, and you know what? I didn't have to look at all those other things. I was busy looking at school and and uh, doing books and and getting uh, uh, educated because I was that was gonna me my way out. I was going to, you know, be a school teacher. You know, get the degree, and, uh, and I was going to be on my own and just take care of myself. I was going to get out of the alcoholic home, compulsive reading home, and you know, I was going to be free and get my way, and uh, so I, and I kept working hard on that, and had a number of breakdowns the way as a kid, you know, and not even realizing it at the time, and, you know, it's just the disease in, in me of trying to, you know, handle things, oh, and by the way, I'm going to church school, all of this, even went to the convent school for a year, so, you know, and, you know, I believe in God, you know, and I trust God, and, but that's not working either, because, you know he, what I what I thought in my heart failed me, and so you know I only have myself to rely on. Yeah, I go to church, but I have to rely on me, and the only thing I have is my power to to make things happen. So I, I worked on that. Well, that didn't work. It just things just got really, really bad, and you know, and I just I had to drive myself into the ground until I couldn't do anything and uh that's when I got to to program it. And uh and it's taken, you know, 25 years in program and to keep coming back and keep working this steps and, and 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 reading the big book too. But you know, I got and and it did it all worked good. You know, I I you know I did improve, get better to better, but it's only really been since being into vision and really uh, following the Big Book, and it's just so simple. I heard other people talk. Oh, I only need one book. And I figured, what's wrong with you? But it's true for me. It's true. I don't need, it. and I have recovered. Time, book. please. And thank you. And what I get to do today is just, you know, read the Big Book because it's sh- it tells me about my disease and my disconnection to God and how I can get connected, and it's thy will be done. <coughs> thank you. Let me share an iPad. Thank you, Teresa. Okay,
0: so now, um, if you've just joined us, we're on page four in Bill's story, the first paragraph of Brooklyn in October 1929. We read just that one paragraph. And although we value your experience, if you shared in the last two days on Thursday or Friday, please hold back and let others share their experience. Who would like to share? Cynthia D. Cynthia
1: Luby, D. Luby.
13: Yaloe ahead.
1: Deborah S. Leslie
0: W. Lou B. I got you, Lou. Okay, I have Cynthia, Lou B, Deborah S. Leslie W. Uh, Who else?
14: Karen Ra- 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 Cal- Ra- T. Raquel from
10: Raquel. Okay. It's
0: a JR. And Lisa Jr. okay, well, that's a great group. Um, okay, I think it was Cynthia C., I'm not sure about the initial, Lou B. from Texas, Deborah F., Leslie W., Karen T., Raquel from Israel, and Lisa J.R. Go ahead, please, Cynthia C., and if you're not Cynthia, please mute yourself.
1: Hi, it's Cynthia D. Um, oh, D, thank D. Thank okay, thank your, you. Thank you for your service this morning. Um, the quarantine became a defining moment for me, just like um, the New York Stock Exchange crash apparently uh, affected Bill the same way. Um, it was by May that I realized my insanity and that I needed help because I was eating myself into a false sense of security. And I was eating and not having normal reactions to what was going on because I was in the food. Nothing bothered me as long as I was in the food. And um, doing that separated me from others, from what they were going through, because I was in my own private Idaho um, with that false sense of strength, um, which failed me over time. Eating like that, I avoided the moment and the issues that were happening to me. Um, I identify with Bill so much because the, the feeling, and it's odd, the feeling of self-control when you're in the food, you feel like, oh, I, I can handle anything. And um, you can't really because you're, you're isolating. And you're not just isolating yourself. You're isolating yourself away from people. And you're isolating yourself away from divinity. And uh, the only thing that I had was the food and the refrigerator. And I, I thought I was good to go. But things got worse, and I realized that I needed help, and that's when I got reintroduced to OA. I had been introduced years and years ago, but it wasn't effective. People didn't speak about recovery. But with a vision for you, um, I really was able to dig in and and hold on. And I am just so thankful for my friend who introduced me to OA. Uh, this time around because it's it's made an incredible difference in my life already since May. Um, and it, like I said, the quarantine was a defining moment for me because I came into OA for sanity. And I realized my own crash when it happened. And uh, I realized my isolating. And now I'm reaching out and I'm in contact with with God and um, things are changing for the good. And I'm in the present moment with other people and I'm not isolating anymore. When I find myself wanting to isolate, the next thing I know I find myself wanting to get back into the food. So for me, that's that's a big thing. So I just wanted to say thank you. And um, I just wanted to say how much I identified with Bill in this. And I hope maybe my story helps someone And with that, I pass. Thank you. Oops, I covered up my piece of paper here. Okay, now we'll have Lou
0: B followed by Devorah S.
9: Lou star one to unmute.
13: Good morning. This is Lou B from Texas. I'm I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And so grateful to be here. Thank you, Katie, for your service and for hearing me. So, yeah, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today. So I had, a, like many of us, had a really strong, fierce determination to win. And, you know, for many years I did. I I had all the checks in the boxes, and, and life was going well, and, you know, and then my disease caught up with me. And I stumbled into the rooms, and for 15 years I had a program that involved abstinence and um relying a lot on people and 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 that worked for a lot of years i mean i raised my kids with that program and you know i mean i I, it, it, it was working and um and then i had a a pretty major health issue and and the reliance on people ground to a screeching halt immediately and it did not work and um several people we're we're just being people, right? And and we're like, well, I I can't I can't be your higher power, you know. They didn't say it in that many words, but but um, you know. And then I found myself really really alone and 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 felt betrayed, you know, by those people. But and it was a super painful time. But what I I learned about that, or through that, is that you know it's about me and my higher power. It's not about me and other people. Now I need you guys. I definitely need you guys. But the answer for me is surrendering to my higher power and, um, you know, turning my will and my life over to him. So, so yeah, the fierce determination to win worked until it didn't. And, um, and, and now, you know, I was thinking about this as I was listening to everybody else share and I've so enjoyed everyone's share this morning, but, you know, I was going to say I have a fierce determination to surrender today, but it's not a fierce determination. You know, it's like a, it's like a, uh, I don't know, like a gentle thing that I wake up with each morning that just I open my eyes and it's like, Oh, I get to spend another day with you, God. I'm so psyched about that, you know. So um, yeah, it's really been replaced. And and that experience for me when I, you know, felt abandoned in all that darkness was coming up on five years ago. And um, yeah, my life today is so different. So and, and and honestly, in the middle of that five years I found vision. So probably right about ha- about two two years ago, you know, a little over two years ago right now I found vision and and vision was this call was was one of was instrumental in helping me find my way out of that darkness back into the sunlight of the spirit and um and or into the sunlight of the spirit honestly for the first time because I thought I had been free with um my old program. And you know what? it it was okay. It it, it served its purpose. And I'm grateful for those years. And I'm grateful for the experience that happened to me five years ago. But today I just have a really easy, I'm relaxing. I'm taking it easy. I'm not struggling, just like the big book says. And um, neutrality with the food and emotional sobriety are better than anything I've ever experienced. So that's all I've got. Thanks for listening. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Lou. Okay, Deborah S., you're up, followed by Leslie W.
15: Hey, good morning, everyone, and thank you, everyone, for making this meeting possible. Katie, thank you. My name is Deborah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And that word abruptly tells me how powerless I am, you know, just how powerless I am. Few people are talking about the pandemic and, you know, life situations that happen. You know we just have no power and you know for years i struggled I, I you know you know you know i thought i could do it all you know i i i can do this thing i can do this i could manage everybody um until i came into program and realized you know you know i can't i just can't i i done i'm finished you know how powerless i am over people places and things you know i thought i was the power and I, I realized through these through this program it's not true. I just have no powerless. I have just no power. And um and you know, in program, being abstinent and being recovered, I could still have that abrupt. I could still have that abruptness, you know, like where I'm feeling you know, where I see, you know, on a daily day basis how 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 my emotions, you know, can not over, overcome, couldn't impact, over, take over. And um, it's through the work of this program that I have to pause. I have to be abrupt. I have to stop and realize, you know, I'm just, I, I, I have to lean into my higher power and, and ask for his help um, because, you know, things as human beings, um, our emotions, can come very abruptly, and you know what do I do with it? so it's the steps it's it's leaning in it's becoming you know making conscious contact with God that can get me right again um and I, you know I have that fierce determination today, you know I'm not digging into the food because that's what it was like, you know when things came up, what did I do? I ate you know, I was determined to finish every bag in every box, right that's what i did that's 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 what I knew how to do. But today, you know, I have that determination to make a phone call, to get to the bottom of this, to discuss it with another person, because I know that that's what works. And, you know, grateful for learning how to live today in program and not, and not just, you know, shoving it aside and making as if it didn't happen and just eating and getting on with my day. You know, thank God we can face what we have and, and, um, and get better. Um, so really, really grateful and thanks for letting me share and I'll pass. Thank you, Deborah. Okay, and now we'll have Leslie W followed by
0: Karen T. Hey, Katie, thanks for your service.
9: This is Leslie W. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater uh from Tennessee. And you know, when I, I read this paragraph, um to me, you know, it really didn't to present a crisis um, to Bill. You know, I I find it interesting that, you know, his his first inclination here was um, disgust. I mean, his first inclination, his first feeling to me, I mean, from what I read here is like disgust. You know, um, he seems to to be morally, or feel that he is morally, superior um, to these other friends who are jumping to their death. Um, my friends had dropped several million since ten o'clock. So what? Um, the, to me, this 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 isn't determination. This is defiance. Um defiance is a defining characteristic um defiance is a defining characteristic um for me and you know i i i just recognize that that old fierce um defiance you know to to be somebody. Um, just, just one second, baby. Two minutes. Um, you know, I just, I just see that in, in him, and I can see that in myself. That, that men, that mentality of, um, screw you guys, I got this. Um, and the world may be falling around. <laughs> the world may be falling. Okay, baby. Obviously, it's not meant for me to carry on this share this morning, but, but you know, I just, just wanted to say that I really related to this, and um, thankfully, I have been humbled by this disease, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Leslie W., and now we will have Karen T., and then um, we should have time for Raquel, if you all could each take about two and a half minutes, and I'm sorry, Lisa J.R., if you could um, stay for the second hour. Thank you. Go ahead, please, Karen T.
14: Hi, I'm Karen T., false Reader. Katie, thank you for your service. Um, I'm recovered, and I'm from New Orleans. Um, <clears throat> uh, I wanted to say well lot Leslie said, you know, um, just I can be so judgmental of other people. So when Bill said that disgusted me, I could really relate to that, you know. Oh, this, you know, they're disgusting. I would not jump, you know. I, I can have that uh, superiority, so I can really identify in with that. And then um, uh, this fierce determination to win came back. That's all I knew was just to try harder, to try and manage everything, to control things even more when bad things happened. I didn't have this idea of surrender to win. I didn't grow up with an idea of a higher power. And so that's all I knew. And so it was like I was beating my head against a wall, trying harder and harder to control my food addiction. And uh, I didn't know that there is a disease called compulsive eating that cannot be controlled by willpower. I really was kept trying and got into pitiful and demoralization because that's all I knew. And then the last quick thing is that he didn't stop to, uh, you know, mourn the fact that this is a terrible thing that was happening. I didn't have a chance to feel my feelings. I just had this fierce determination to keep coming, to keep working harder and harder. And so I like to deny anything that was making me feel restless, irritable, and discontent and distract myself with just the trying harder and harder. So thanks for listening, with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Karen. Okay, Raquel, you're up. You have three minutes. Raquel, star one
16: to unmute. Hello, Hello my family, can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can hear you now.
16: Yeah. Hi, Katie, thanks for your service. Um, such wonderful, wonderful shares leading up to that feeling um, that was mentioned before, defiance. So, what I see, what speaks to me in this paragraph, is that unbelievable tapestry, or, or I don't know, the thread, the twists in it, inferiority and grandiosity. And I go back for that to get better explanation, from Bill's uh, psychiatrist, you know, Dr. Tibbet, wrote a paper on this, The Act of Surrender in the Therapeutic Process. And he says there that this grandiosity, he's going to win. They're going to all fall, but he's going to win. has some real power to it. It's one of the typical things for us in in, um, addiction. But the power in it is this, Incredible determination—that kind of, like, uh, spits in the face of reality. He is different, and they are gonna jump off the bridge, and he's gonna succeed. Unfortunately, it's a trait. As a kindergartner, I know from um, uh, dates back to age three, kind of. So, towards the end of the twelfth step. I I saw uh, get help from the 12 and 12 sometimes, it says that, um, and 123, step 12, that um, they asked some extinguished doctors to find what is the common denominator, personality traits, if any, of this group that they were really testing, a group of alcoholics. And they finally came up with a conclusion that shocked the AA members of the time. This distinguished man had the nerve to say that most of the alcoholics under investigation were still childish, emotionally sensitive, and grandiose. And this grandiosity saw him through, you know, like not uh, not to um, uh, like snuff up the the spirit and the flame in him, and uh, and the. Together with that, the inferiority, which has pushed him to want to become number one in the first place. Also on that, there is talk here in Step 12 that every American child, while he is throwing the newspapers, the doorsteps of people, is dreaming to become the President of the United States. But it's kind of it's in a humorous way later on, he gives that up and he's happy to do the best he can do with the cards that life has bestowed upon him, the hand that he has. But not with us, not with me, the addict. I had to work so hard. My luck was like, like Bill's, that I had to work so hard that I had no time to commit suicide. Otherwise, I would have. But working four jobs to raise four children just left me with a lot of bread and holy bagels and trying to Fun, boost my...
0: Hotel.
16: Yeah, I'm wrapping up, just to boost my... My grandiosity, yeah, yeah, that I'm going to conquer this disease by myself. Thank you so much for being there, and soon it'll be, if God still chooses to help me, it will be 12 years of abstinence and a little bit of recovery, and it's all thanks to, to this wonderful program and to uh, uh, being with you guys all the time. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Raquel, and thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, September seventh, twenty 2020, 7 a.m. meeting is 15,298. That's 15298. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lisa J.R. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hey, good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Um, Lisa J.R. from Baltimore, gratefully recovered. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got.